And at Brooklyn Dental, they work with all types of insurance plans. Whether you're looking for a new dentist or just haven't been in a while, trust the smiles in your life to the staff at Brooklyn Dental. Call 870-393-5330 to schedule an appointment. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 in Brooklyn. Farmers, have you booked your new crop corn in Milo? Before you do, call Pico Foods. Pico is buying new crop corn in Milo at always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, supports local producers, and they're buying new crop corn in Milo right now. In Arkansas Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Hey there, this is Brad Bobo. Personally inviting you to join me for The Drive. It's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it. A-State in the Sun Belt, Arkansas in the SEC, plus the Cardinals, Grizzlies, and especially our local high school coaches and athletes. We've got you covered on The Drive. It truly is a show about local sports, plus you never know when a song is going to break out. So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6, right here on the Ticket Radio Network. This is KNEA K237FI, 95.3, and K245CW, 96.9 Jonesboro, and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in here on a Tuesday edition of the show on The Ticket Radio Network. Cade Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you for the next hour here on The Ticket, 95.3, theticket.com, and through the TuneIn app by searching for KDA. Uh, can also find us uh, on social media, Facebook and uh, Twitter. It's at the Ticket Radio and Instagram. It's at the Ticket uh, Radio Network there where you can uh, find us. Uh, coming up on the show today, we'll uh, go over um, some NBA Finals action from last night. Uh, we'll look at the last of Game 3s yesterday in college baseball and uh, start looking ahead to what lies ahead this weekend in the College World Series uh, over in Omaha, some MLB talk, um, and some other news as well that we'll get into over the next hour. Plus, coming up at 2.30 today, uh, we'll have a chance to uh, catch up for our weekly uh, chat with Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com. So all that and more coming up on the show today, but right now, Andrew Bowen will get us caught up on some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. It is a quiet week for Arkansas State as all athletic co- athletics competition is over until the fall. However, Red Wolves Athletics will be hosting a movie night at Centennial Bank Stadium on Thursday, June 16th. The free movie will be shown on the stadium video board beginning at 6.30 p.m. More information is available at astateredwolves.com. Meanwhile, the St. Louis Cardinals trailed Pittsburgh 5-0 Monday night at Bush Stadium, but battled back to score seven unanswered runs and win 7-5. Dylan Carson and Paul Goldschmidt both homered in the contest. The Cardinals and Padres are set for a split doubleheader today with Game 1 on 95.9 The Wolf. And the current score of that contest is 3-0 Cardinals at the bottom of the sixth. And the Memphis Grizzlies and head coach Taylor Jenkins have agreed to a multi-year contract extension. In his third year at the helm, Jenkins led the Grizzlies to to the NBA's second-best record and finished second in Coach of the Year voting. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. 
Uh, all right, so in some news that just came out about an hour ago, uh, former A-State and Arkansas basketball player Desi Seals has announced uh, his commitment uh, to Kansas State. Um, I, like, I don't know if, uh, you know, if, if we're going to have like another year of, of blanket waivers or, or what the deal is or if he's going to have to sit out a year. Uh, obviously, he's already used his whole one-time transfer thing because he came to A-State from Arkansas. So, no idea any of the logistics of that, but he did just put out on his Twitter about an hour or so ago um, that he has committed to Kansas State, um, and there are a lot of like Kansas State people both in the comments and in the quotes who are just like through the roof about this. So uh, that's the next destination for uh, former A-State player Desi Seals, uh, who announced his commitment to go to uh, Kansas State just uh, about an hour or so Ago. So that's the latest there. Um, all right. Sticking with the basketball trend. Last night we had game five of the NBA Finals. It feels like they played about 18 games to this point. I couldn't even remember what game it was. But uh, <laughs> game five of the NBA Finals were last night as the Golden State Warriors went up three games to two on the Boston Celtics last night. Um, I got to say, if you told me going into that game that Steph Curry, who love him or hate him, I probably fall more toward the second one, but love him or hate him, uh, he is the greatest shooter to ever play the game of basketball. There is like no denying it at this point. If you told me he was going to go 0 of 9 from 3 and the Warriors still would have won, I do not think I would have believed you. Yeah, I mean, that was that was crazy. That that has to be one of his worst games I've seen. Uh, definitely one of the worst, if not the worst, playoff games uh, we have maybe ever seen from Steph Curry. He was 0 of 9 from 3. So here's the crazy stat, though. That snapped a run of 233 consecutive games where he had made a 3, which in and of itself is a wild stat. November 8th of 2018 was the last time he didn't make a three in a game. Wow. So quite a while ago, uh, the world obviously was a much different place on November 8th, 2018. Uh, <laughs> and so quite a while ago that uh, Curry had gone without a three make in a game. So that was just um, that's wild. a crazy storyline last night. Um, I mean, the guy went 0 of 9 from three. And you thought, like, at some point, something was going to go down. I mean, he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time, and he can't buy a bucket. And the Warriors still win, which is just absolutely uh, pure insanity. So that was uh, that was a crazy, you know, storyline about last night's game. I, You know, Gary Payton and Jordan Poole, big difference off the bench, I thought. Um, although Jordan Poole did clank a three early on. Maybe what early on in the game. Maybe it was early on in the second half where – Poole got it on the left wing and just like absolutely clanked a three. And it's like, whoa. Uh, but him and him and uh, Gary Payton played well off the bench. I didn't realize this until going back this morning. Uh, but Gary Payton was a team best plus 16. Um, it didn't just feel like he had an, uh, you know, an otherworldly type of impact on the game. But obviously had a big impact last night, finishing uh, with a plus minus of plus 16 off the bench. Um, so... 
Obviously, it's Steph's absence, not absence, but Steph not playing well. Those guys stepped up, uh, and they've had a big performance from uh, from both uh, from Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins in uh, in the starting lineup as as well last night. So it was just a weird, kind of wonky game where you know you thought that it was going to be uh, a big Steph Curry performance, or you expected to be see like a big Steph Curry performance and a big. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum performance, and you got kind of a big Jason Tatum performance, but the other two eh, didn't really play uh, particularly well last night. So that was uh, that was kind of interesting. I will say this though, I thought both teams were really sloppy. I thought it's a combination of two things in the in the first half. A, both teams were really sloppy, and both teams played really good defense. Both can be true because the first half was incredibly boring. There were so many missed shots. There were so many dumb shots taken. There were so many turnovers. But some of that went back to the fact that both teams were playing extremely well defensively. So I wouldn't say it was a bad game in the first half. I would just say it was a boring game in the first half because I wasn't just like super enthralled or locked in at halftime last night. Yeah, I mean, last year's finals was looking a lot more exciting. And, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's not great. And the thing I've noticed is that this finals, I feel like it's the two fan bases that complain the most. So all I see on Twitter is just flop this, flop yeah. that. I'm like, all right, come on, yeah. guys. So the first half was kind of boring last night. Uh, you know, Golden State kind of controlled the first half. Um, and then, you know, you start the third quarter and like, you know, Golden State has this double digit lead. The Celtics going to run. And it's like, all right, we got us a game. This is going to be fun. Um, and then it was a quick 10-0 run for Golden State to start the fourth, and at that point, the game was uh, was pretty much over with about nine minutes uh, to go. So, uh, interesting to see how that went last night. Can't say I'm surprised that Golden State won. Um, I am surprised to see that the Celtics have opened up as a four-point favorite on Thursday. I mean, it does feel like the Warriors are in the driver's seat and had the momentum, and it does kind of feel like we're going to see another worldly performance from Steph Curry on Thursday, given you know how bad he played uh, last night. So I'm not, I, I'm kind of surprised that the Celtics, even though they're on their home floor, have opened up as a four-point favorite on Thursday. I would have thought it'd been more close to a pick'em since the Warriors have a chance to. Uh, to close it out on Thursday, but uh, I guess we'll see. I feel like home court hasn't done much for either team. No, I, I, don't, I don't really feel like it has either. Um, First time that we've seen it in the playoffs, I, I mean, the, let's be honest. The Warriors thing was – the Warriors arena was not sold out last night. There were – like, I noticed empty seats deep into the – first half and deep into the second half when you know at, at that point everyone should be back in their seats from halftime or pregame concessions it's like I noticed empty seats last night so uh yeah I don't think the uh the home court advantage has been as as much of a factor maybe as it has been in in years past in this year's series yeah that's the one annoying thing about the arena move is that Oakland, while it's not the greatest location, it's definitely the most diehard city yeah. where they will ride for their team, just like they did with the Raiders and the and the A's, even though the A's are terrible. But um, yeah, so when they moved to San Francisco, I mean, you have the Giants, you have you're on the water, so you, you're thinking about other stuff. So a lot of those people aren't there for the game or for the team; they're there just to be there because the team is good. So yeah, it kind of stinks, but. 
I will say this, and here's what I've learned throughout the course of the finals, is that I am, like, completely basketballed out. Um, I am, too. I, like, obviously we're talking about it because it, it, it fills content, it fills time and all that. And, like, I'm watching the game so we can talk about it on the show and all that. But, like, I am not enjoying this series because I am basketballed out. Like, I wish we would cut the NBA regular season by about 10 games. Let's have the finals over with by the 1st of June. And let's, like, let's let's do it. The, the NBA season does not have to go into the middle, late part of June. This is the first time I feel like it's dragged this much. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it, it may just be because the conference finals were so unwatchable. Maybe that's maybe that's why. Probably. Uh, I, I feel like that probably has a little bit to do with it. But like, I'm just to the point where I'm very, unless it's the weekend, like I'm just very boring. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to watch the Cubs after the Cubs are over or during the Cubs game. I want to bounce around on MLB TV on my phone, iPad, whatever, and check in on other games. Like that's what I want to do right now. I don't particularly care about the NBA Finals. I just want to watch regular season baseball. No, I mean, I totally get that. I was talking with someone about the USFL, that how it's like in a different season that football normally is in, and I was like, I'm not a fan because at that point, I'm not in the mindset where I want to watch football. It, yeah. So, like, it's just it doesn't make sense. But, yeah. No, I'm with you because it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And, like, yeah. at this point to me, basketball is out of sight, out of mind a little bit because – like we're in that weird we're in that weird you know timetable in in sports talk where obviously you can't spend a whole show talking about major league baseball because there's not enough there and obviously you can't spend uh a whole show talking about football cuz we're still 80 something days out uh but it's just kind of that weird middle ground where it's like I want to watch baseball if I'm not watching baseball I'm probably going to watch like stranger things or something I don't know yeah something else entertaining that's not sports yeah so uh anyways I got to hope I, I hope the series isn't over on Thursday night because then it uh, gives less content in uh, in sports talk. But I kind of hope it does because I don't have to watch another game. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm tapped out. I'm done. That's a fair point, honestly. For the sports talk content, we hope it goes to Game Seven. <laughs> but for uh, for my viewing pleasure content, I hope it's over with and I don't have to talk about it again after Thursday night or Friday night, whatever the next game is. All right, uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll talk about some uh, baseball. We had a couple of game threes yesterday, and now uh, the College World Series in Omaha this weekend is set. So that's coming up after this timeout here on the ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. More of the setup coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Central Toyota has your vehicle and your back. And call Central Toyota today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off tomorrow what can be done today. Central Toyota Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Toyota. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Toyota. Schedule your service needs today on Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. Hello? Emily, it's Jennifer. I need your help. Oh, no. What's going on? I don't know if you've heard, but I'm having to work from home starting today, and I'm trying to get set up, but I can't even get calls from the office. Okay. Do you have the Spectrum VoIP app on your phone? No, I haven't set it up yet. Okay. I can log into the admin portal and forward your calls to your cell until I get it all set up. Thank you so much. You bet. Let me know when you're back in the office, and we'll get that app installed. That way, you'll never miss a call no matter where you are. Emily, you're the best. What about my video conference calls? I'll send you a link to the Spectrum VoIP 
Exploit portal just like we use in the office. Once you log in, you'll be able to use the chat feature and the video call feature right from your laptop. Fantastic. Now I need to get started working. When working from the office at home or on the road, Spectrum VoIP makes it easy. If you'd like a free demo, call 870-454-HELP. That's 870-454-4357. Or visit us online at calmersolutions.com. Spectrum VoIP from Calmer Solutions. Cloud-hosted, high-quality VoIP at the best price. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play It Again Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Play It Again Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Nebo Auto Center, Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative is now celebrating its 20th year. And now is the perfect time to swing by their all-new location just a quarter mile south of the old one on Stadium Boulevard. If you're in the market for a late model, low mileage car, truck, or SUV, Nebo has a well-stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Visit NeboAuto.com and see them at their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. And look for the red roof. We go Nebo. So I wanted to talk with you and your mom today, Lily, because some people at school have noticed changes going on with you, and we're concerned. Like what? Who? Some of your friends, teachers, sounds like you've lost interest in a lot of things lately. You're hanging with new friends? So? So, individually, maybe those things are no big deal. But taken together, and then the incident the other day, you were with Derek when he was caught selling marijuana. Yeah, he was selling it. Honey, we know. But we care about you and, and want to know what's going on. That's right. We just want to understand better and see how we might help. And if weed is a part of it, we just want to make sure you understand the negative consequences for someone your age. The physical and mental health effects, the poor decision making, and the confusing legal aspects these days. So what do you say? Can we talk? For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler, and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Um, we saw the final games in the Super Regional Round of the College uh, Baseball Tournament yesterday, um, one of which started like right after we got off the air, and that was Stanford and UConn, and then the other one started at like 6, 6.30 uh, last night, and that was Auburn and Oregon State. Uh Full disclosure, I watched zero of Stanford and UConn. Uh, I was rooting for UConn just for the whole storyline aspect since they haven't been to the College World Series since like 1974 or whatever it was. Um, 
so as a bandwagon UConn fan, seeing them lose ten to five to Stanford, uh, it it really stunk. But I did not watch a single pitch of that game. I can't even lie. Uh, I didn't either. I mean, I honestly think that matchup, both of those teams, if either one advanced, I would have been fine with it because I think they're both pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but I just like, eh, you know, I was doing other stuff and I didn't really care. Yeah, uh, me too. But I did watch a the the vast majority of Auburn and Oregon State because I was really interested in that. Um, obviously, you, you know, two of the nationally ranked teams going for or vying for a trip to Omaha. Um, and so I was really, really interested in that. And it turned out to be just a really, really, really awesome baseball game uh, yesterday. Um, Auburn's starter was was fine. Uh, he went four and a third um, and gave up, I, I think, three runs to to Oregon State. Mason Barnett was the starter. So uh, he went four and a third. He gave up one earned run. He had five strikeouts, five hits. Then they bring on a reliever who gives up a couple of runs, and all of a sudden the game becomes – uh, interesting in about the sixth or seventh inning um, of play. And then it was Blake Burkhalter who came in for Auburn and just absolutely mowed Oregon State down. I mean, it was two and two-thirds innings of straight dominance. Did not allow a single hit. Did not allow a base runner. He went two and two-thirds innings. So that is facing eight batters. He struck five of them out. Five wow. strikeouts in two and two thirds innings. And, and like because at this point, Oregon State, they had a couple of runs there in the bottom of the seventh, and it looked like they were threatening to come back. They had found something uh, you know, offensively, and it looked like, hey, you know, they're the home team. Maybe they can come back and win this against Auburn. And then Burkhalter comes in. And Oregon State has zero chance. I mean, it was a really, really, really dominating performance out of the bullpen yesterday. Uh, and if like if Auburn names a player of the game, that has to be it because Oregon State definitely had life. Uh, Barnett was pretty good as a starter. Then you go to the 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 first guy out of the pen, and Oregon State finds something, and then Burkhalter comes in and just shuts Oregon State down. So that was super impressive. Um, Yesterday, and it's not like Oregon State is a slaps team. I didn't realize this until watching the game yesterday. But their top five hitters, all hitting over three hundred on the year. So the the top of their lineup, one through five, is really really good. And Auburn just shut them down uh, in the final two and two thirds innings uh, yesterday. So that was just a super super impressive uh, performance. Really enjoyed watching uh, watching that game yesterday afternoon. I'm kind of bummed that uh, Oregon State got knocked out because I saw a lot of people before the postseason started, that was kind of the favorite to win the whole thing. Yeah, and they, they were a really good team, so that was unfortunate. But, you know, baseball is cruel. All the top teams always lose. So, I, I mean, we're honestly seeing now the definition of, you know, it just means more, um, which I have a love-hate relationship with the phrase, <laughs> it just means more. I was about to say. But this is – you know, when the SEC talks about it, it just means more. This is what they are talking about because this is a fact. If you played in the SEC West this year, it's more likely that you made the College World Series than you didn't make the College World Series. 
Four teams made the College World Series out of the SEC West. A total of seven teams play in the SEC West. So, uh, over half of the SEC West made the College uh, World Series this year. And I don't remember who it was, but I did see a tweet last night, and I agreed 100%. Uh, and the sentiment was, SEC baseball is what people think SEC, SEC West baseball is what people think SEC West football is. And that's truth. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, because while obviously you have Alabama, who is good every single year in the SEC West, you usually have a you know a number two team that can win ten games, something like that. But you don't have this type of consistent dominance in the SEC West in football as you do in baseball. Four teams from the SEC West are in Omaha, and four of the last eight remaining teams in the College World Series this year. I mean that is. Quite the impressive, uh, quite the impressive stat. Uh, and not to mention, like I don't count them because it, you know, it's going to be twenty four, twenty five, whatever year it is before Texas and Oklahoma join the league. But Texas and Oklahoma are two of the others there. They're going to be in the SEC before it's all said and done. And so, I mean, you talk about a perennial top notch baseball league here in about three, four, five years. I, I mean, there it's going to be the best baseball league in the history of college baseball in three four five years at this rate yeah plus you have Tennessee who didn't even make it and they're yeah. solid too so there's they're they're just there's some good programs I mean Georgia wasn't bad either it's just it's wild yeah it is it's crazy to see uh the number of of SEC teams in in this final and it's the first time I think since 2018 maybe or 2017 uh we have seen this many teams in the uh, the College World Series from the SEC. So that'll be uh, undoubtedly fun to watch. Uh, everything will start up on Friday in Friday in Omaha. Uh, two games on Friday, 1 o'clock Oklahoma and Texas A&M, then 6 o'clock Notre Dame, Texas, which is a fascinating game. Um, and then on Saturday, Arkansas and Stanford at 1 and Ole Miss and Auburn. Uh, coming up at 6 o'clock. So uh, that should be fun to keep tabs on over the next a week or two. Um, in in Omaha, as the first game start up on Friday in the College World Series. Uh, I am really interested to see who has the most traveling fans at Omaha this year. Yeah. I'm curious. I, because obviously, you know, most of the SEC schools travel well. I would think uh, Oklahoma probably will, will travel pretty well as well. Texas probably Texas, will too, yeah. Uh, I, Notre Dame's the one I'm interested in. I, I don't feel like. With, with Notre Dame and Texas, I feel like it's so many people live in so many different places that are Texas and Notre Dame fans yeah. that it ends up being that they travel. I don't know if that makes sense. But I feel like the one that's going to have the least amount of fans is Stanford. I feel yeah. confident in saying Stanford will have the least amount of fans at the College World Series this week. I mean, that's a far, it's a far trip. Yeah, that's that is um, quite the trek. There's would, no, there's no driving that. It would have been them and Oregon State probably too if they made it. Yeah, because that's awesome. That's I think that's even. Farther. But like at least with <laughs> Arkansas, Ole Miss, uh, Texas, Oklahoma. And maybe in Texas A&M to an extent are not terrible, terrible trips to Omaha. Yeah. But Notre Dame is a little bit lengthier. Auburn obviously is a little bit lengthier than 
Stanford, good Lord. I mean, good luck if you're driving that. That would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, that'd be terrible. So Couldn't pay me to do that. I, I, I think Arkansas is going to have a ton of fans. I think Texas is going to have a ton of fans. And I would uh, honestly kind of love to see an Arkansas-Texas uh, final. That'd be awesome. The, just for the craziness that would ensue but obviously a lot of baseball to be played uh, in between now and then all right we need to take a time out uh, when we come back we'll have a uh, curtis wilkerson from over at hogsports.com with us after this on the ticket Terra's icing down bobo's in the pen but kate and andrew are dealing play ball the setup continues right after this on the ticket radio network that's baseball 95.9 The Wolf is once again your home for the St. Louis Cardinals, and you can hear every pitch of the 2022 season thanks to 1812 Pizza Company, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Purcell Tire and Service Center, Glen St. Motors, Hilltop Family Dentistry, Play It Again Sports, Munchies, Oldham Law Firm, Branching Out Tree Service, Car Choice, Domino's Pizza, Gasway Ace, Clark Property Insurance, Harris Ford, Legendary Supplements, The Social, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Nebo Auto Center, Craighead Electric, Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia, J.T. White hardware and lumber, Calmer Solutions, and Cox Implement. The process of buying a home is a big deal. That's why the team at First Financial Mortgage is committed to making the home buying process as easy as possible. Here's what Joey had to say. We could not have been more pleased with First Financial Mortgage. Mary Tucker was absolutely fantastic. I can't imagine anyone being more responsive than her, and she had everything turned around in well under a month. My family and I will always be grateful for the work Mary and her team did in order to assist us. Call Mary Tucker or Katie Ingram at 935 First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go, Gazaway. This summer, let's take care of ourselves and our local businesses. And what better way than a getaway in your own home state? Book that river trip. Find that cabin with a view. Plan a trip to the lake, a museum, or your favorite state park. Or head off to a local town that you've always wanted to explore. There's more than ever to discover inside our state's borders. Get inspired at Arkansas.com. Seek more in Arkansas. Iron Mountain Lodge and Marina has been family-owned and operated for over 40 years on beautiful wilderness to Gray Lake. Spreading over 130 acres, Iron Mountain includes to Gray Lakes only lakeside cabins, including newly renovated log-sided two-bedroom, two-bath, and three-bedroom, three-bath lake cabins, and the North Basin RV Park is now open with lakeside full hookup RV sites on beautiful to Gray Lake. Iron Mountain has a full-service marina with boat rental, storage, and slips, as well as supplies, including everything from scuba air refills to water toys and on-site access to the Iron Mountain Trail System. For more information, visit their website at iron-mountain.com. What if one day you went to your secret hiding place? You know, that spot that only you know about? And instead of what you came for, you found something a little different. What if instead of your private stash, you found a simple phone number? 1-800-662-HELP. What would you do? Would you stop and give it some thought? Would you make the call? The truth is, all drug use comes with risk. Before those risks become real, before drugs turn your life upside down, before drugs take their toll on you and your family, know that there is help. You can quit. 
If you or someone you love is struggling with drug use or prescription drug misuse, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral. Or go to samhsa.gov slash there is help. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. You've never done anything so hard in your life. You don't understand how you can finish. It takes inner strength and desire to become a Marine. When I, I finished, I was like, I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on The Setup as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Cade Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you as we're halfway home on this Tuesday show, so that means it's time to go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and check in with our friend Curtis Wilkerson from over at hogsports.com. Curtis, how are you this afternoon? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Well, good to uh, good to catch up with you. It's especially good to catch up with you after uh, – a, a good weekend for, for Arkansas baseball, so obviously no shortage of things to uh, to talk about there. It was a uh, two-game sweep for Arkansas in the Chapel Hill uh, Super Regional this week. So what were your kind of overall takeaways from Arkansas going up to North Carolina and coming away with two wins? Well, I tell you what, it looks like this Arkansas team might be hitting its stride at the right time. Uh, you know, I, I think two things – really stood out to me this weekend. Uh, first was the starting pitching for Arkansas. You know, when, when they were on their roll early in the season and, and, you know, consistently a top five ranked team in the country, that starting rotation really carried them. And uh, it's a little bit of a different look now, but they're starting to get some of that production back, and, and that really sets the tone for this group. Uh, Connor Nolan's been phenomenal. You know, he looked like he maybe was hitting a little bit of a wall, battling some fatigue towards the end of the season. Uh, you know, he was great in the regional uh, against Grand Canyon. And the super regional, he comes out and, and pitches into the seventh inning again and really held that North Carolina squad at bay. They hadn't been shut out uh, beyond six innings the entire season, and no one was able to do that. And when you get that out of your game one guy, it just puts you in a great position with your bullpen and it really lines everything up the rest of the way. Uh, but then after that, it, it's crazy. You know, you, you've had Hagen Smith and, and Jackson Wiggins, these two guys who have been starting for you all year. Uh, and Arkansas goes with Will McIntyre in game two. It, it, it's wild if you think about his story, uh, a guy that wasn't pitching much at all. Uh, then all of a sudden he was, you know, he was serviceable as a midweek guy. Then he's getting some long relief looks towards the end of the season on the weekends. And all of a sudden he's your game two starter in a super yeah. regional he throws five and two-thirds scoreless uh, against North Carolina, so a terrific job by him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the starting pitching, and then if you think about the offense, um, all year, you know how talented this Razorback lineup is, but they just struggled uh, to string together timely hits and, and hit with runners in scoring position. And, and since the postseason began, uh, you've seen that narrative start to flip. They've been getting a lot of two-out hits and RBIs. Uh, and when you can combine that with, with tough starting pitching, they're pitching a pretty good spot, and, and here they are headed back to Omaha. You mentioned Will McIntyre, and I think that is a, a fascinating story because it does feel like, you know, anytime uh, 
you know, he was giving up hits. He was giving up runs anytime he came in. For a stretch there, I mean, the Oklahoma State game, he goes five and a third and gives up three earned runs. Um, and before that, I mean, most of his lengthier starts come in your midweek game. So it's kind of fascinating for him to get the call in game two and go five and two thirds and only give up three hits and no earned runs. I mean, it's just a really, really wild story. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's interesting to see the way he's progressed. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, if I'm, you know, trying to get inside Dave Van Horn's mind, if that's even possible, you, you probably look at the way the season ended for the Razorbacks. And even though they won that regional in Stillwater, uh, the, the pitching, uh, obviously, if you take a look at the final scores, is a bit of an issue outside that last game. And part of it was Arkansas had a hard time throwing strikes and, and getting the ball to the plate. There were a lot of free passes, uh, hit batters. Will McIntyre is a strike thrower. That's one thing you can say about him for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, he's been filling up the zone and trusting what's a really good defense behind him. Uh, and I think that's the difference. You know, you've got the immense arm talent mentioned guys like Wiggins and, and Hagen Smith, uh, who've seen an adjustment in their roles. You know, McIntyre might not have that kind of stuff, uh, but he knows how to pitch and he knows how to throw strikes. That's what Arkansas needed. They needed some length and some innings. Uh, and, you know, not only has he been able to provide that, he's steadily gotten better in, in terms of keeping runs off the board as well. So, uh, really, rarely do you see a guy turn it on this late in the season becomes such a valuable weapon. Uh, but, hey, if you're an Arkansas fan, you absolutely take it. you got to feel pretty good about where you stand you know, heading into the weekend. It was uh, definitely interesting how the, the Sunday game went. Obviously, you had the, the lightning delay and all of that. But, you know, North Carolina gets one in the top of the ninth, and you kind of feel like maybe they're in the driver's seat and they're going to force, uh, force a game three and then – in the ninth, it's uh, Brady Slavens that that plays hero and gives Arkansas the game-winning run and gives them a really cool celebration in the dugout, and that was a, a pretty cool moment to see uh, to see Brady Slavens' game-winning single in that game too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's just something that's been a little bit different about this Razorback team since they hit the, the postseason. You know, throughout the course of the year, uh, one of the things that was asked about this team is if they had that killer instinct. Uh, in them you know it's, it's kind of part of that championship DNA that you see in a lot of teams and there's some times where they looked a little bit disinterested throughout the course of the year you know full disclosure but it seems like a switch has flipped there uh, and and these guys aren't defeated they're able to take some punches and, and respond and, you, know, you saw that in Stillwater and it carried over in Chapel Hill and yeah that, that's a tough pill to swallow because I, I really felt like you know, especially throughout all of game one and really most of game two, uh, right there until North Carolina took the lead. It felt like Arkansas was really in control of that series yeah. in those games. And uh, to give up a lead like that late, uh, you know, you start to think about some of the things that happened in the past. You think about last year where, where Arkansas was closing in on a College World Series berth and, and wound up losing those two games in a row to NC State. Uh, it would be easy for those thoughts to start creeping into their head, but they responded. Uh, they didn't flinch, and, and it's only fitting for Brady Slavens to do what he did. You know, him, Jalen Battles, Caden Moss, or uh, excuse me, you know, those are guys who uh, were part of that disappointment last year and, you know, wanted to, to come back. Some of them came back for the purpose uh, of trying to get a step further and, and kind of right the wrongs from a season ago. So you know, for a guy like Slavens, who's a big part of that and, and has been a big part of the season this year, even though he's had his share of ups and downs to come through in that moment, uh, was pretty special for him, no doubt. 
Well, now it is, uh, it's a trip to Omaha for Arkansas, which if you said that a year ago, I don't think many people would have been surprised. That was kind of the expectation a year ago, but it's uh, crazy because I don't think a whole lot of people had much of any expectations going into uh, this postseason, given how Arkansas fared in the last you know, regular season series against Bama. They lose back-to-back games in the SEC tournament to have an early exit, and it's just kind of crazy that this is the team that is going to Omaha and not last year's team. Yeah, it, it's nuts if you think about it. And, you know, then you look at a team like Tennessee who kind of did what Arkansas yeah. did last year. You know, it dominated the entire season and, and fell short in the Super Regional uh, you know, I typically I roll my eyes when I hear the "well, that's baseball" comment, but it's true. You know, at any point, uh, things can click for a team, and, and sometimes you know groups are a lot closer than maybe you think they are, and then maybe they're you know then the results show on the field. And clearly, that was the case with Arkansas. You know, the talent's never been in question, uh, but it was putting it all together. You know, pitching, fielding, hitting all those things together at once. And they found a way to do that at the right time. And, and maybe Hoover was a humbling experience for them. Then they were able to get away, uh, you know, for a few days and just kind of reset and refocus. And they look like a completely different team. Uh, you know, and, and then you take a look at these brackets here at the College World Series. Um, and with the way Arkansas pitching right now, you've got to feel pretty good about their chances going into this thing. Uh, it's been a tremendous turnaround, but, you know, they're right where they expected to be and wanted to be at the beginning of the season, and they've got as good of a shot as anybody to make a run here. Talking with Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com. Just a, a couple of more things here I want to touch on. Uh, obviously, last week was uh, was a big week for some visits for Arkansas basketball, but they also added uh, Todd Lee to the staff. So what's kind of the latest there in regards to uh, Arkansas men's basketball? Yeah, it's a, a sneaky good pickup there on the coaching staff for the Razorbacks. You know, Todd Lee, uh, just another guy with an immense amount of experience joining the staff. You know, he's he's going to help kind of direct the recruiting efforts and is, is going to serve as a special assistant to Eric Wasselman, uh, you know, a guy that won a lot of games as a head coach at, at South Dakota. He you know, was responsible for a lot of the development of Stanley Amude, who you know transferred to Arkansas as a grad this past year. And was tremendous. Uh, you know, he coached all the way back in the '90s in the CBA with Eric Musselman, and, and that relationship has carried over. So, uh, really, a, a great pickup there. It adds a lot of experience and just another good basketball mind to the staff. So, uh, really, an underrated pickup, in my opinion, to add Todd Lee. And then, yeah, you know, we talked about it. A couple of really big visitors last week: uh, Layden Blocker, the in-state guy, uh, you know, coming in and. I mean, he's a top 40 prospect. Arkansas is trying to get this 2023 class started and, and kind of make a run like they did in 22. Uh, this would be a good way to get that ball rolling a little bit. He's deciding on July 2nd. You know, he visited Arkansas, had a great visit. Uh, you know, and then he was supposed to go straight to Kansas. Just two days later, he canceled that visit. And, and usually when you see something like that, it's a pretty good sign. So I uh, got to feel pretty decent about where Arkansas is there. And then Ron Holland, uh, you know, Big-time five-star prospects, a top-ten guy in the country. A lot of good connections there. Was teammates at Duncanville with Anthony Black. Was teammates on the grassroots circuit with Jordan Walsh. Jordan Walsh served as his player host on the visit, and they, they really rolled out the red carpet for him. He's at Kentucky for an official visit now, but as I understand it, Arkansas really impressed there. So two guys at the very top of the board, Arkansas got him in for visits in June, and, uh, and we'll see where that goes, but obviously – uh, anytime you get guys like that on campus, it, it makes you feel pretty good about where you stand, and, and we'll see where it winds up. 
Well, obviously, uh, College World Series coming up uh, starting this weekend in Omaha. Still a busy month for uh, for Arkansas football on the recruiting trail. So, Curtis, what can our listeners find over at hawksports.com right now? Yeah, we've got a little bit of everything going on. Obviously excited for the, the College World Series coverage here and, and see what kind of run Arkansas can make in Omaha. Uh, you know, basketball, we're starting to get some reports trickling in from, you know, the practice, summer practice sessions here. So it's, it's exciting. Everybody's looking forward to this group. So uh, plenty of tidbits there. And then, yeah, you nailed it with football recruiting. I mean, it, it's a huge visit month, over 60 prospects coming to campus. They've got camps going on, and, and Danny West got his feet on the ground and, and really has his cover from all aspects there with Razorback recruiting and Hog Sports. Well, Curtis, as always, uh, appreciate the time and look forward uh, to catching up with you next week. That sounds great. Looking forward to it, guys. All right, sounds good. That's Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com joining us as he does each and every Tuesday right here on the ticket. All right, uh, we'll take a timeout, come back, close out the show after this on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Most grain prices down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB Market Countdown. July corn at 768 and a quarter down one with September corn at 729 and a half down one and a quarter. July soybeans at 1698 and a half down nine with August soybeans at 1616 and a half down 11 and a quarter. July wheat at 1050 and a quarter down 20 and three quarters with September wheat at 1065 and a quarter also down 20 and three quarters. July cotton at 143.48 down 218 with October cotton at 127.56 down 207. July rice at 16.55 and a half up 17 and a half cents. September rice at 16.90 up 8. Moving on to livestock now, June live cattle at 135.20, up 120, with August live cattle at 134.07 and a half, up 20. August feeder cattle at 171.30, down 2.5, with September feeder cattle at 173.35, down 25. June lane hogs at 108.45, up 45, with July hogs at 106.62 and a half, down 5. That's your EAB market countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Let's talk about America. Not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. Hey, farmers, WT Equipment in Jonesboro and Pocahontas is open and ready to equip the farmers of Northeast Arkansas. Having a hard time locating available equipment prior to year's end? Do you need to upgrade your tractors, combines, or sprayer to be prepared for the 22 crop year? At WT Equipment, we have both new and pre-owned New Holland T9, T8, T9, 
and T6 tractors available for sale now, ranging from 125 to 620 horsepower. Both new and pre-owned New Holland CR combines also available now. New Holland SP model sprayers ready to roll now. Be prepared for the 22 crop year. Come see us at WT Equipment in Jonesboro or Pocahontas. To speak with our sales department in Jonesboro, call 870-972-5522. That's 870-972-5522. For Pocahontas, call 870-892-5254. That's 870-892-5254. Or visit our website at WTEquip.com. WT Equipment, let's get it done. Inspect, rotate, inflate. June is Tire Awareness Month, and local tire and wheel wants to make sure you're safe on the road as you kick off your summer travel season. I mean, nobody wants to be driving down the highway on tires that you don't trust. And that's why local tire and wheel is reminding you to inspect, rotate, inflate. And they're taking your worries away by doing free tire inspections all month long. And proper tire inflation can save you as much as 10 cents per gallon. And 80% of us ride around with improper inflation. So let local tire and wheel get you on the right road today. And local tire and wheel now offers six months, same as cash. So you get the cash price, but you have six months to pay. And if you need longer to pay, that's cool too. Local Tire and Wheel will build a payment plan that fits your budget with no credit check and everyone approved. So get brand new, safe, reliable tires from the name you can trust. Local Tire and Wheel. Because local is better. Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. LocalTireandWheel.com. And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we get set to close out a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, as always, appreciate Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com stopping by for a chat. Uh, if you missed any of that conversation, it will be up following the program, soundcloud.com slash 95.3 The Ticket or wherever you get podcasts by searching for the uh, setup. So as always, appreciate him for uh, for hopping on for a little bit. All right. So earlier today, I think it was I think it was John Rothstein that had a report out. Um, at this point of the year, college basketball is kind of out of sight, out of mind. Uh, there are certain like there are certain scheduling things that come out that I'm interested in, but for the most part, like if I see college basketball news, it's whatever. Uh, when September, October rolls around, I'll come back to it. But right now, I just don't really care. <laughs> I mean, that, like that's how I am, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but today, there was some what I consider good news put out in the college basketball front. That Gonzaga and Michigan State are in talks on November 11th, Veterans Day, to play a game in San Diego, California. Ooh. On an aircraft carrier. Oh. So, they're talking about bringing the aircraft carrier games back. Um, I was not expecting that. I listen. I know it had it. I know. I know it had its problems. Uh, I know that a game got canceled in 2012 because I, I can't remember if it, if it rained or if 
the the court was like slippery from humidity or what it was but something was wrong with the court the game got canceled and then after that we we like scrapped the whole notion of aircraft carrier games so from the logistical standpoint i get why you would not want to have an aircraft carrier game because it it raises um way too many you know causes for concern but that was always such an awesome atmosphere and a setting for a game. Like, I love those aircraft carrier games. You only had, I don't know, maybe two, 3,000 people there, but it was so awesome uh, to see a basketball game played outdoors and see all of these stands brought onto an aircraft carrier. And I loved every single thing about these aircraft carrier games. So, I am a big fan, if indeed Gonzaga and Michigan State can find a way to play this game of getting it done because I loved the uh, the aircraft carrier games. I agree. I mean, I'm looking at photos of it right now. It's just, it looks nuts. I mean, it looks so cool with the dark sky in the background and the sunset, and then they're just playing basketball. They got the giant video screen in the back. Yes. That's that's pretty cool. Yes. I, uh, I remember one year, it was like Michigan State and North Carolina. Like, all of these matchups on – the aircraft carriers were always like really good uh, basketball games, and so I like I am so so all in on this. You know, they always play it like right on the water, obviously because it's an aircraft carrier, and so it it sets up some awesome awesome photos. Uh, matter of fact, I think it was the Michigan State team with Draymond Green that was playing North Carolina, so that was a really really good. Uh, it was two thousand matchup, yeah. Whatever year he was on there, yeah. So. I think that would be just awesome. Um, I understand that it's probably a logistical nightmare, but at the same time, <laughs> I love those aircraft carrier games. They were so much fun. I'm curious, is it open to the was it open to the public or was it Um I can't remember exactly how they did tickets. I wanna say I wanna say it was just like military personnel and stuff like that. And then obviously like your your very important people and alumni of the university and, you know, stuff like that. But I I do think it was restricted to just uh, like military personnel and stuff. Obama was there. He attended the last one. He did. Yeah, he was. He was at that last game. Uh, So that's what I'm saying. I think it was like military personnel and then, you know, important, I guess, politicians and other people and stuff like that. But uh those were always so much fun. So I am yeah. I am all in on bringing that back if that is uh, probably good. You don't have the, the, case. Uh, the mom and pop crowd on a little boat over to an aircraft carrier. It's probably yeah, a liability. And, and I mean, you can only sit like two, probably three thousand on that. So obviously, it's yeah. going to be restricted to uh, a very small number of of people. So I guess that is the drawback because if you play Gonzaga and Michigan State in East Lansing. Or, heck, if you play Gonzaga in Michigan State, you could probably play it at the Climate Pledge Arena or whatever it is in Seattle and pack it, right? So you're sacrificing the crowd for uh, the uh, the aerial shots, basically. I mean, if they televise it, I'm fine. That's all I care oh, yeah. about. Well, it's yeah. got to be televised. Well, yeah, of it's course. It's got to be televised. But, um, as long as they're doing that, we're solid. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a cool deal for about two or three years, and then they just had to go and ruin it with the rain delay or whatever it was. We haven't had one <laughs> since 2012, so... Starn weather. Yeah, so hopefully this year uh, it is uh, it is an actual thing. That would be uh, undoubtedly fun to see. Um, all right, checking in on other sports news before we uh, get out of here. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals is tonight. Are you going to watch? 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> I kind of forgot that's happening. Uh, 7 o'clock over on ABC. It's the Avalanche and the Lightning? Is that right? Uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. Yeah, I got it right. Cool. Yes. Um, I saw the Rangers were up 2-0 to zero and choked and didn't make it to the finals. <laughs> so, uh, I'll definitely watch a few games. I mean... Colorado is a pretty cool team. They're fun to watch. I'm just sick of the Lightning. Yeah. They win. They went back to back the past two years. Or is hockey really this popular? I mean, tickets are starting <laughs> at five hundred and sixty dollars on Vivid Seats right now. Oh Do yeah. People really care this much about hockey. Oh, Tampa Bay goes crazy for the Lightning. I mean, I've that they've had a sold out game almost every game in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. I mean, people go crazy depending on the city. Um, Nashville's pretty. Hyped up about the Predators, so yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I, I love hockey, but I, I'm not going to say I pay attention to it. But I at least know, uh, I I will at least look when it gets close to the end of the regular season and check in on the standings and check in on stuff like that. Um, I will at least score track playoff series, um, and every now and then I will pull up a game. That is about the extent of my following of hockey that's fair i'd rather see it live yeah it, no i have seen it live and it is very very fun live it it's is amazing awesome live it's so it good. is it is uh, especially playoff hockey it's one of the better sports atmospheres you can have oh 100 but i mean outside of going to see it live i just like can't no i just get, get enthralled and get into it it gets a little boring Plus, I got a whole season of Stranger Things to watch tonight. So I, I got season four to rewatch, and then I'm done with the rewatch. All right, that does it for us. Uh, the Drive with Brad Bobo is next from 3 to 6. Uh, coming up tomorrow morning, 7 to 10, the front row with Budro. 10 to 12, Red Wolf Roll Call. 12 to 2 is the Workday Red Zone. Get you back to us tomorrow from 2 to 3. So until then, for Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.